Welcome to the fucking show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Only Bruins. I am one half of your host, Downtown Boosie. What up, what up? And this episode is brought to you by the one and only Primetime Productions. Go check them out if you haven't yet. Shout out to the Primetime fam. Happy New Year to y'all and happy New Year to... uh, to everyone out there because uh this is the last episode of 2023 and we are ending 2023 with my brother from another mother uh off the ir kind of and uh <laughs> playing playing guilty tonight probably at like 60 75 percent brett what's yeah. going on my dude not much not much man how to get holidays um uh, unfortunately it came with some illness i'm playing pretty beaten up like like you just said there um so i might not make a whole lot of sense um (laughs) my bruins takes might be a little off but that's the usual um but yeah all i've been doing is watching world juniors the bruins i caught caught a bit of that game and just been trying to nurse myself back to health for the new year yeah i um it's it's been like the longest shortest week for me like i don't know it's just like like I'm going away this weekend. Kind of just like been fucking sitting waiting until Friday to come along. So uh going away this weekend. Uh just kind of it's like that awkward time after Christmas and the new year, some time mm-hmm. off. Trying to fill the void till like I'm going away. Like not much Bruins hockey. Obviously, there's only been uh one game since obviously Christmas. Um there'll be a game tonight against the new jersey devils because we are dropping saturday morning of course as you're listening bright and early but yeah it's uh it's it's a little bit of an awkward time but good break for the boys because it looked like they uh it really i don't even know what the fuck i was trying to say there (laughs) it looked like it really benefited them Uh, i didn't see any of the game the other night i was playing in the championship beer league game not a big deal did lose though so ignore that part but uh didn't see much of the game, but it sounds like, I mean, Charlie Charlie Coyle did Charlie Coyle things as he's been doing this season. He's on pace to break records for himself um, and uh, or well, set new career highs for him. I shouldn't say records for himself, but he's ha- he's having a hell of a season so far. He's he's been jumping up just great. And uh, he's playing to that contract and probably playing a little bit above it right now, I would say. But from actually, he is highlight- he's overpaid right now. Is he actually overpaid right now? It's still showing. Um, yeah, so he's our crazy enough and under two guys that are three guys that you would for sure think that. Um, I can't talk right now. Sorry, my brain's mush. But Pasternak at he's being paid at a thirteen million dollar clip. Swayman's being paid or playing, sorry, at a twelve million dollar clip. Marshawn playing at an eight million dollar clip, which you know those three, you expect them to come in a little. I didn't see Swayman coming in around twelve million, but he's doing everything yeah. right this year, baby. The next two up are Coyle at six point eight million, and Pavel Zaka at six point eight million. So they're both playing over by a couple million of what they're being paid this year. Yeah, holy shit. Um Van Riemsdyk was the next with six point two million. Guy's making a million dollars, but he's playing. Yeah, we, like a we 6. all knew he was grossly underpaid. Yeah. <laughs> Just no, shows he's doing knew. everything right on the other side of the puck, too. Same with Danton Heinen playing like a five point five million dollar player right now. Also, yeah, because- all this all this is coming from Bench Rate. Bench rates, our new friends over at Bench Rates. I know they listen, so they're getting their shout out that I promised them. But their <laughs> stuff's great. They they break down what 
what the cap hit of the players, what the value of their play has been over the past five years, and then they call it a power score, which is what they're playing regular, like what they're currently playing at in the NHL right now. It's a really cool tidbit of information that I stumbled upon recently from the Dom. And uh, yeah, they've been great to me, uh, helping me figure out all this analytics stuff. But it's pretty cool if you want to go check it out. The weird one to me is McAvoy's playing like a $4.6 million player. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a Yeah, scary. that's a drop-off, eh? But like it's this also, and I even talked to them about it. They said, hey, analytics isn't everything. That's literally what they said to me. And, you know, they're running this shit. So, yeah, <laughs> those are the those are the smart nerds. Yeah, that's why I, I know you like the analytics. I know Tommy, uh, part of PTP, he loves the analytics. Um, who else? I feel like there's more people part of PTP. Ace, Ace looks into it from time to time. Yeah, pretty sure. I, I'm not a big, obviously, you guys know, I'm not a big, big analytics guy. When I see numbers, I get a headache. So I, I like to keep it simple. I, I, I watch the game. I would have never guessed. I, I just I it's the eye test for me, but I would have never guessed that McAvoy is playing that low. Uh, he's he's had some really good games and then it, it's just consistency more so for him. I wonder what Carlos card is. Do you have Carlos card? Carlo? Yeah. Um, he's up, playing at it's got to be more than four, right? No, three point five million dollar pace. Wow. Maybe yeah, it's because you know not who putting up the numbers, but I yeah, don't know. yeah, I think that's why. Um, JD's playing on a four point one million dollar, Frederick four point six million dollars, and the one that really surprised not surprised me, but I was like, oh, he's he's finally. This is also players that have played at least fifteen games minimum. Lori was in there at three point two six. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had a nice goal the other night stepping up in the play. You know, I love to have those guys on and kind of explain and go over the Bruins cards with them. Yeah, maybe That'd I'll talk fun. to them and, and see what they can do. But the one that shocked, not shocks, shocks me the most of what we maybe thought he would be this year. Grizzly playing like an $800,000 player. Oh, holy shit. Even Patrick Brown's playing at a million dollar rate right now. Jesus Christ, dude! Another shocked one well, for Patrick me, but Brown it was placed on waivers today. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Another shocked one for me, or two shock ones for me, are Lindholm's playing at a one point four million dollar player, and Jacob Lauko's playing like a hundred thousand dollar player right now. Wow, weird, eh? I yeah. want to know why. It's got to be that's stuff that, that's not analytic driven that he does. Would, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like he, that's why I want to have them on and like try to explain a little bit, like because I'm intrigued by that. Like, that's definitely interesting and uh, like just kind of picking their brains a little bit. Sorry, I'm fucking yawning. Yeah, like um, Mitchell at a two point seven million dollar player, but L- Lindholm at a one point five. Like, I need to know. I need to know the behind yeah. the scenes of that. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I need I need to dig deeper on that and pick their brains because that that's odd, that's weird. But no, I mean it's um, it obviously there was a rough patch before the Christmas break. Things were getting pretty bad. They kind of lost their identity. We didn't really know like what the fuck was going on with them. Like it was just ugly hockey all around. Winnipeg came out of the gates fucking buzzing. Uh, that live stream kind of it, it and it kind of just sucked the wind out of us. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Knocked the wind out of us uh, during that live stream last Friday night. Uh, but uh, not much you can do there when Winnipeg plays like that. I mean, holy shit, man! They one of the best teams hockey. in the league. Yeah, they they played some really good hockey. I mean, so it's hard it's hard to do that. It's Jesus. Um What the fuck, man? I'm trying to see this. Yeah. <laughs> fucking everything's <laughs> blowing up right now. Holy shit. Trying to look at, okay, guys. Fucking hey, man. I'm going to blow them up next time they fucking um Okay, so I'm looking back. Just wow, that was I was trying to blank Minnesota Wild. That's who we played that Saturday. Uh, three two loss, kind of a bummer, obviously. But what it just sucks. That's a team that, like, that's a team that you should be beating. But they got the little Christmas break, they got some, uh, they got some time apart, time with the family, and uh, 
I mean, Swayman and Lauku got some quality time stuck in Shaddy's elevator. That was fucking that hilarious. That was fucking but, hilarious. Uh, yeah, I just... I uh, I don't know, man. It, it looked like it paid off. I mean, I get it. Buffalo's Buffalo, even though they did beat us last time, I think it was. But uh, it sounds like it looked from the... look. I just saw highlights and whatnot of the game the other night, but it was just another dominant performance from the guys. Yeah, it, it was like. it was actually like probably one of the better like uh what is it? full 60 efforts that I've seen out of this team this year. Um to be honest, it, it, there was times where I was like uh the Bruins have tough time closing out games. Even in that game, like that's a I caught more of the second and third period. And there was times in the third where I was like, man, this team has a really tough time closing out games. And we even still won that game. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's it's part of their identity this year. And I don't love it. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. that that's That's been, like, the major concern. And I think that's kind of weird. Oh, God, man. Um, that's, that's kind of where you need to figure it the fuck out really. Right. I mean, there's been a lot of question marks in the back end um, when it comes to the back end. I, I, that's where I felt the most confident going into the season as the season progresses. I, I, I don't feel too confident in the back end. I think there needs to be some hard changes. Like, I, you need to, Rip the band-aid off it's and move over. on from Gris. Like, yeah, it's, it's over. A, with the way Lorai's playing, and I get it, there's gonna be learning curves with him. And I get it, like you don't want three, four fucking rookies in the lineup, right? Because Wotherspoon's been playing decent hockey as of lately. I know he was in the on the negative side on the card of thing, uh the player card the other night. The I forget what it's fucking called. I keep up, yeah, the the hockey card stats or whatever they're called. I forget the, those guys are good at what they do too, but it, it's a little more game to game. Um, uh, what's it called? Game to game results or numbers, I guess. But <clears throat> he's playing better than Grizzlick right now from my buddies over at the bench rates. Like you do it. Even I've, I have Lori. So when Forbert comes back as crazy as this sounds, I have, Lori McAvoy, um, Lindholm, Carlo, Forbert, Shattenkirk, and Watherspoon as my 70 with Grizzlick traded. <laughs> so, and yeah, and Mitchell as the other call up. Because well, if you trade Grizz, you open up 3.6 million. You could yeah. the, call Mitchell up that day and have him as Watherspoon as your 7 8. And there opens up some cap space for a top six winger, mm-hmm. but I'm not, probably like, only get a fourth for him. But like at this point, I'd do it for the cap space for the deadline. Do you do you think like I know we've talked about Everly in the past? Do you think they would just do a one for one for Grizz at this they, point? They do have a rollover on some of their D this year, so I wouldn't be surprised. He'd be good. They love Boston Bruins in Seattle for whatever reason. And it's probably because um, John Ron Francis and Don Sweeney are buddies. But um, I think Grizzlick would do pretty good on their bottom pairing um, as do like an everyday staple third pairing guy. And do you think it's still possible that Dante Fabro, right? Is that Dante Fabro? Did I mm-hmm. say that right? Is that his yep. first fucking name? I've feel like I just yeah, like, pulled that out of my ass, but, Dude, yeah. they're they're bottom pairing right now. Sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> Without any D injured, their bottom pairing right now is Justin Schultz, right-handed defenseman playing the left side, and Riker Evans, kid I've this kid that was on the Winter Classic, but like he's like he's like their Lori playing bottom pair, and I'm pretty sure yep. he's the right-handed shot too. They could use Grizzly. Then no, yeah, they definitely can. So there it's might be crazy. some leverage there. I wouldn't be surprised if there's another trade with the Anaheim Ducks at some point this season. I feel like they make trades together now just to make trades and continue that trend. 
But I don't know, man. Like, yeah, it, it was encouraging the other night. Just seeing the play of, of Connor, you you finally saw Zaka get moved to the wing too. That was that's another thing as well. You 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 saw Zaka get. Did you moved like to the it? Wing. Or I guess you didn't watch the game. I didn't watch it, but I I, I didn't did. hate I, it. I, I, I thought did. it was weird. I don't. I don't mind it for a few games to mix things up, but I want Zaka as the center. Going he forward. looks out of place like he's doing way too much like he's not playing his game like he's yeah. not the type of guy to go along the boards and like win you puck battles even though he can it's just like I, I don't know like i don't know i'm just like watching him and i'm just like I, I made sure i watched him a lot when i when i was able to watch and i was just like man it, he just looks so like out of his element and he just like looks like he's running around with a ch- like a chicken with his head cut off because he's so used to like when he played with Zaka and or sorry Krejci and Pasternak he still had to be the first guy back so he essentially still was the centerman in a way you know what I mean like yeah and yeah. there was very little puck battles along the boards because like Krejci and Pasta like to play an open style game where it's like give and go you know catch release so like I don't know. It just like looked very odd, and I, I don't mind it because Geeky's very de- defensive, responsible. But like you have the wrong centerman in there. I think that line folds so fast with Zach on the wing. That's what I was worried. I was like, is Geeky really gonna is is Geeky gonna throw them off? I don't know. I think he's he plays like Nathan Horton. So like I think Pasta thrives with players like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I know he didn't play with Horton, but like you like look in the past, like Lucic, like I don't know. There's there's other players that Pasta has played with that. I mean, even when he um, holy shit, who's the dude on New Jersey now that we traded Zaka for? Uh, Hollow, Hollow. When he was centering, when Hollow was centering for uh, he's kind of like a hard nosed player. Like he plays a little bit of a different kind of style. Hollow. I mean. He he was still able to produce with um with Hall as his centerman and how it kind of played out that that uh, that season it, it did work out for a little bit. Uh, eventually, it got stale, but I don't know, man. I, I, That's where I, I think, think they Zaka and Pasta could use like a guy like JD. Like I don't know. I'm still so hung up on this. Like a power forward like him that goes in the corners and gets the puck out front of the net, like he did for Coil. Like, and I know don't split up Coil and Marshawn now because they've got something and JD looks great with them. So it's like keep that rolling. But I don't know. There's there's a lot more questions to this roster than initially we thought. I think. Yep. Yeah. I. Uh, the there are yeah. As the season progresses and. You you're seeing so many line changes. You're kind of starting to see the and obviously dealing with all the injuries that you've you've already dealt with so far this season. You're starting to see like the holes that you have, and it was nice to see DeBrus get two apples the other night. Uh, it was nice mm-hmm. to see the power play buzzing, but you do want to see some five on five goals, right? I mean, three three of your four goals were uh, power play goals, so mm-hmm. it's as nice as it is to see the power play buzzing like that. You still have to be able to produce five on five in a in a team like Buffalo. That's a team that you shouldn't struggle against five on five. Uh, they just sometimes say. You know, they look like they're running running around with their heads cut off in their own zone sometimes. So it's just I don't know, man. I I feel like there's a there's too much to fix this year to make them kind of like a a true contender, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's still early on in the season. Patra, who's away from the team playing in the world juniors right now, could still be a huge contributor for this team. Oh, come on. Um yeah, can be a huge contributor for this team going forward. Hold on, I got to send this. And um, but like that's that's a big if though. I feel like right because it, mm-hmm. his play did kind of dip as of late. Uh, he's getting some you know nice. He's he's making some nice plays in the World Juniors. He's getting some confidence back there. Perhaps with, with Celebrini. Uh, yeah, but like. See, now, then you're gonna dip. Then you're gonna friggin' dive right back into playing into in the NHL. Like it's you're gonna struggle a bit there. So like as 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 nice as the confidence booster is right now for a guy like him, I don't know, man. It, 
he's also playing a lot of hockey right now too. A lot of back to backs. Well, he's getting a lot of oh, ice yeah. time. So I don't know. It's I I don't want to put all I don't want to put all my cookies in one jar with Patra and kind of rely on him to uh, progress throughout the season and see if he can get back to where he was at the beginning of the season. I I don't think it's going to be that easy for him, but he could surprise us. Uh, I mean, even when he's not producing points, he is very solid defensively. So see, and this is a question for, I need to, I need to start paying more attention to the CHL and stuff now, but I'm going to say it now. People are going to be pissed, but I'm going to say it. I, I, I think there's a greater chance Potra doesn't, end the season with the Bruins going into the playoffs, then there's a chance that he stays. So, you know what? I tend to agree with you. So this is what I was thinking because I think he comes back to the Bruins initially, but I don't think he stays. Yes. I know. I agree. I I think that when he turns 20, I think he can get sent down to the AHL. Well, when he, and on top of that, I don't. I this is where I was saying I need to pay more attention to the OHL. Maybe I'll look it up while you're talking. But, but also, would if you Guelph be surprised? Is shit, he'll be back up here for the playoffs. He won't. Yes. You know, he'll never go back again. But this is yeah. a good opportunity to send him down and only play the weekends and get some rest into him. And then you can have a 23 man roster with no cap in the playoffs. And, and he can play in Providence, of, like you said. You flip him and Merkulov. That's what I'm saying. I was just, yeah. I was going to write, I want to do a, do a little bit of world juniors talk, but like if Merkulov comes up and puts up a goal and assist and plays a good 200 foot game, he's waiver eligible and can be there at the snap of a hat. Exactly. Exactly. And he's, I mean, he's found his score and touch in, in Providence. He's been buzzing as of lately. You even hear you heard them talk about how his two hundred foot game has gone that's the better reason throughout why the he, season. It's the reason why he got called up. Is two yeah, that's the game. reason why he finally he, he got re, he got rewarded. And it's nice to see players like that work their ass off and get rewarded. Uh, so I, that's what when I saw that move today see, and it Guelph's, finally happened. Real and, quick, Guelph's in a playoff spot too. See, I don't think he goes back to junior, so yeah, but he can't he can't go to Providence until March 4th. So you ride it out with him and, for and then send him down on the fourth on his birthday. And, <laughs> yeah, and call call Markulov back up and give him a little bit of a rest and then call him back up a month, a month and a half later for the playoffs, whatever. But I because I, I think I just think you have a lot of centermen right now. And like if Merkulov can work, I don't know. I just okay. I wouldn't be shocked. Okay, hear me out here. This this is gonna piss some people off. <laughs> this is gonna piss some people off. Merkulov gets the call off right Saturday night. He's buzzing out there, a point, maybe even a goal. Uh, he's playing a great two hundred foot game. He's creating a lot of chances, and you start to see that night in and night out on a more consistent basis with him. Do you use Patra? As a trade piece, I use Merkulov as a trade piece. I always have. That's so what I'd rather. Can... You'd rather keep. You'd rather keep Patro over Merkulov uh, as far as a trade piece. Yes. Yeah, because I think you're gonna get more out of Patro over the next twenty years than you are Merkulov. Or yeah, fifteen no. years. But and I, it's also because I've been banging the trade hey, Merk. I've been banging the trade Merkulov with Grizzlick and Debrusque train. So, or, and, or Grizzlick and Debrusque. Like, you're going to have to put a prospect with one of them if you're going to upgrade your team this year to the point where Bruins fans want them to upgrade. I don't think you should be giving that much this year. But, like, if you want your Lindholms or Hannafins or something like that, you're going to have to add Merkulov or Lysel to a trade or Patra. There's no yeah. way it's happening without that. And Lice, you know, Lorai's going nowhere. Like he's better than Grizzlick and Forbert. Like he's in the lineup before both of them for me when they are healthy. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I agree with that. I just, I figured it, it kind of just popped up in my head. I'm like, you know what? Like if he really does pop off, then you could use Patra as a trade piece and it, it, it could work out. I mean, even, 
going all the way to this off season too. It, it could potentially help you get back into the first round. That's a big if, but yeah, food for the, I mean, you're a team that's desperate oh. to get back into the first round, get some uh, draft picks, get some prospects. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I just, you have I a want- lot of sentiment and none of them are like number ones. That's your problem. That's the Bruins' problem. Like they, I said this in the off season. Man, it's gonna be fucked. Yeah, like it's gonna be fucked when like all these guys pan out this year, and we have way too many fucking centermen, and that's legitimately what's happening. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 I honestly think this is the toughest trade deadline and off season Don Sweeney is gonna ever endure as a GM of the Boston Bruins. I do oh, think yeah. that because, well, because before you would just that. go all in. Yeah, no, you, you could go. Yes. Um, but also talking about this upcoming off season too, and how hard it's going to, is that what you were saying? The off season, right? Yeah. Like I was saying, this is yeah. this, this trade deadline and off season is going to be the toughest time of like Sweeney's like endeavor as the GM of the Bruins. Yeah, uh, like from now until next September is the true testament to see what he can do here. And and that's the thing too is, yeah, you have a lot of cap space going into this upcoming off season. You can so fuck do a, it up. a whole lot of other teams. Oh so yeah, and you can easily fuck this up. Look at Buffalo every year; they fuck it up somehow. Um. Wait, who could easily fuck it up, right? No, I was saying, like, look at Buffalo every year. Like, the Bruins could easily fuck this up this summer and sign, with, like, all the wrong free agents to all the wrong prices. And then next thing you know, you're fucking a lottery team next year because it didn't work. And then you have the Calgary Flames and your fucking team's falling apart within six months. Yeah, uh, yeah, that too. I know. And It's I mean, so fast it can happen now. There's still reports out there that Lindholm is staying. Stop fucking texting me. Jesus Christ, man. I fucking muted my phone. Um, even like guys, like everyone, a lot of people still want Lindholm. Lindholm is not shying away from wanting nine million a year. And he's certainly not a nine million a year kind of centerman. So I don't, I don't know what he's going to get in. I th- I think if, if he gets to free agency, he's going to be highly disappointed. But I also think there's someone dumb enough to uh, – I also think there's someone dumb enough to make that sign-in. Uh, yeah, like a San Jose. Yeah. When they, I mean, they're going to have to overpay for players to even go there. But I don't know, man. It's – I mean, even going back to the Bruins just this year instead of getting ahead of ourselves, it's – there's a lot – of moving pieces that you've already seen this year. Not like a lot, obviously a lot of line shuffling, but the biggest concern is just like how many changes need to be made to make anything really happen. Right. I mean, you can't, if you sit, if you sit on your hands at the trade deadline and you're like, all right, well, my hands are tied. I can't, I can't really, I don't have much to offer. I'm getting outbid by everyone. Yes, this team's capable of making the playoffs, and I, I still think they're going to make the playoffs. But y- your goaltenders, both goaltenders, are going to have to really get hot, and your paid, your players that are getting fucking paid are going to have to do their job. McAvoy, Lindholm, they're really going to have to step it up. And then anything can happen in the playoffs, right? A team gets hot at the right time and surprises. You you saw it, like it all really started with like the L.A. Kings back in the day when they were eighth seed and just fucking caught fire at the right time. And Jonathan quick was playing out of his fucking mind. So uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It, it's the trade deadline's going to be either very boring. I, and that's what I'm kind of leaning towards. I think a lot of Bruins fans are going to get stressed and bitch about this team. Uh, because you're not going to be able to do much at the trade deadline. I don't think you're going to get. I would like it. Obviously, I would like to see Sweeney make a mojo like deal, right, and just kind of fleece teams. But there's going to be teams going after the same kind of player. Like when you made that trade for Marcus Johansson 
2019, not many teams were targeting him, right? No, and, it happened at like noon. Yeah, so it was it, really it's, late. Yeah, and like that would be like you need that kind of fit. You don't need the sexiest name out there. You need the right fit because, I mean, yes, a top six winger would be perfect. A guy like I don't know Tarasenko, Everly. I don't even know if Everly's. He's more of a middle six kind of guy now and playing top line on Seattle. That's all. But this is also you. Say you do make a trade for a guy like Everly. That's you banking on him going back to his old like finding yeah. his scoring touch, and that's a that's a big risk. That is a big risk, but who knows? You've seen a lot of players get a change of scenery, and it just works out for them. But it's going to be an interesting. Um, it's going to be an interesting trade deadline, that's for sure. It's definitely going to be an interesting off season. This team is very frustrating at times. It's sometimes it feels like they're just trying a little bit too much, and I don't know if it's Monty switching up the lines every other fucking night or if it's guys not being able to get out of their own way, like as as bad as Lindholm has been at times, he's gone on like streaks of being a very solid defenseman. Just mm. pe- people expect him to put up the numbers that he did last year. And maybe he should be, but I don't know. I, I, I think his game's just been fine. I I've, there's been a few head scratches seeing chat and Kirk out of the, getting uh, health bombs some nights. Um, yeah, I'm starting to think that's strictly to make sure he's good rip for the playoffs. That's what I was thinking too. Like, I, it has to be just for saving. It's legs, not because right? of play. He's been playing great lately. Yeah, and I, why... I think ever since they started doing this, he's played better. So I'm yeah. cool with it. Couple of games of fucking Mitchell in there, whatever. At least if we get bad injuries in the playoffs, he'll be ready to go and know the system. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry, I was catching up on some stuff. <laughs> Bad time to record the fucking pod right now. Like, holy yeah. shit. I feel yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. So, oh, yeah, Mitchell think... was put on waivers actually today. Yeah. Oh, and and uh. But I think Brown. like yeah, Mitchell has to go too, through. Right? Mitchell has to yeah. go through. Brown has already been through the waiver wire. Yeah. So there's but a chance I, that Mitchell gets yeah. picked up. <laughs> that's that's I don't know if that's gonna actually happen, but uh, yeah. After seeing that game against Buffalo the other night, do you think they're kind of like back? Like, do you think they can catch fire right now and build off? The, it's definitely a momentum think, builder, but yeah. you're gonna be truly tested against the New Jersey Devils tonight. So that that's the biggest problem is. Trying to find a way to deal with them. Um, yeah, they t- they have the Devils, and then who? I can't remember. Uh, who they, they have Detroit Sunday. Detroit, that's who it is. Yeah. So and you have Chicago. Detroit. Yeah, like you have three winnable games before you go home to play Pittsburgh. Detroit has your number, and then yeah. you got Columbus on the road Tuesday. Then you're back home against the struggling Pittsburgh Penguins. Then you got Tampa in the building. Do you think they're gonna right go there. home from Detroit to Columbus? Probably not, right? They'll no, probably it just wouldn't stay. even make sense. Yeah. New Year's Eve, go out with the fellas after the game or party yeah. at the hotel, whatever. Uh blow off some steam. And uh just I mean, yeah, that would be so much traveling for them, even though it's not that long of a flight, but that's just too much traveling. It wouldn't even make sense to go home after the game Sunday night and then just have to fly out again Monday night or Monday afternoon. I, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. So they'll definitely be staying on the road, but I don't know. I mean, I'll be more of a believer if they can take at least one of two this weekend and then beat up on Columbus. But I don't know if I'm a true believer yet. I, I think they just, like these, these are games a- to make sure that you can get back into it. You yeah. Know, these but teams. also like it, it's, it goes back to, you score three power play goals, which is encouraging to see. But you also, I don't know, man. Like there was, there's one five on five goal. So I want to yeah. see them score a little bit more five on five. Uh, I mean, I think it was last time they played New Jersey. It was like a low scoring game, two to one or something like that. But I don't well, that's know. I, that's I, what I think a guy like Merkelov could bring energy to the line. Sorry. I, no, yeah. That's what I was just going to say. Is that's what Monty said today is that. Where we told uh, Merkulov, like, 
you're not coming up here to score goals that the $10 million players are meant to score. Like we need your help scoring those other goals that we can't get right now. So that's basically what it is. Like you, you have a five on five scoring problem right now, which is weird because like our, power play i thought has struggled a lot this year so it's it's I, sneaky solid this year which is like it was weird. so weird yeah i don't i don't get it at all but whatever is the power play is buzzing it makes up for some five on five goals but you do really need to see this team get back to five on five scoring yeah no you, you definitely do i mean if 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 you're going to be a true contender and play, or at least a playoff team, like you need to find your five on five scoring touch. I mean, there's been a lot of like, especially as a lately, like, yes, this team's frustrated. We joke around about, Oh, I, I hate hockey. I, this, this fucking blows, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of fear weather fans out there right now saying this team fucking stinks, blow it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, people weren't saying that when they're, I mean, they're still in first place. People weren't saying that when they were winning every fucking night. So it's just like, make up your mind. Do, do you want to be a fan? Do you not like perfectly fine with bitching about the team, but it gets old when people are just constantly saying uh, shit like that. Right. Like just oh, kind yeah. of, Oh, fuck off. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's too early to talk about more names for the trade deadline. It's, you're kind of in that awkward stage right now, right? Like you're just kind of like swaying signing, swaying signing. That's Swayman what signing could be coming up soon. You could see something like that at, by the end of January. You could also, um, fuck, I forget what I was going to say. God damn it. But, <laughs> uh, shit. I forget what I was going to say, but no, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's still plenty of hockey left for them to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they'll, they'll figure it out. Like I, 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 I think I, they'll struggle at times, I, but that's, I mean, if we're all being honest, we kind of expected that at times too, for them to mm-hmm. truly like struggle like this at times. And even Monty said so himself, like this adversity is good. Like, yes, it sucks to lose, but the, the adversity is good because this is something you didn't deal with last year. Exactly. This is something I wanted to see last year. Obviously, I think we can all agree on that. Uh, they didn't really face like those tough losing streaks, and when they did have a losing streak, it was like to two or three shit teams. Like it, w- it would have mm-hmm. made me feel better to see them, to see them truly like actually struggle on back to back nights or back to back games against good competition last year and then see them actually be about like you're losing a what was it detroit and chicago last year on back to back like something like, it's like all right well that's gonna happen they they took the night off because they saw who they're playing against right yeah so but my, yeah, my biggest and then they went too. they went and shit pumped with that was that weekend they went and shit pumped fucking winnipeg in minnesota and another cup oh contender, yeah like back to back to back <laughs> yeah yeah no um so I don't know. It's I like to see them build off that win against the Buffalo Sabers and see and build that momentum and see what they can do against two solid teams this weekend in uh, in New Jersey and Detroit. Uh, I'd love to see them beat Detroit because Detroit's kind of had your number. You lost. I mean, I would love a sweep this weekend, right? But yeah, nice. you have two tough matchups. You can't rely on your goaltenders to constantly steal your games. So. At some point, the front end has to step up, put the puck in the net. Mm. I'd like a little bit more out of uh, Marshan. He's been forcing the puck a little bit lately, trying to make too many plays happen. Yeah, but I, it's you know that. Remember, even like last time, I think it was like last Friday when on, during the live stream when we were talking, people even in the chat were talking about Marshy being captain. Is it too much for him? Was it the right choice and stuff like that? And at times it seems like it's just a little too much for him and maybe just a little too much pressure and he just tries a little bit too much but cuz he's i mean he's on the back nine of his career he's not going to be like the 100 point season that Brad Marchand that you got uh mm-hmm. what was that 2019 i think it was 17 i think 17? no it might have been 19 i think you're right it was 19 i think was, yeah cuz i think that was the yeah i, can, I thought I can... I could do without the two minutes for fucking not shutting up, though. He keeps getting 
did, he, did, he get, did he get did two he... minutes for that elbow that he took to the face? Yeah, well, no, he took two minutes for shoving a guy, which... I, oh, I did see that, and then I and saw him he, in the box. Yeah. It was a brutal call, though, but... It was a brutal call, but, like, on both sides, like, Marshy let it go, ref, grow softer skin, like, uh, you know, you called a shit call, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Someone's I mean, I think he was a little frustrated because they didn't. Uh, did that elbow to his face happen after or before before or after that little penalty? He I think got? it went. It happened. The elbow to the face happened after. After. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, all right. Well, I would have understood like a little if it was before. It's just mm. like, all right, they're missing calls. They're fucking up because, I mean, there even there's a Sabers fan account, whatever that. Tried to say Marshy was acting and they deleted the tweet because everyone called oh, yeah. him out. They got like no likes on it and they just had like 15 quote tweets. Yeah. yeah. Like you fucking jackass, but dumb fuck. No, I don't know, man. It's you're in an awkward stage right now of the season. You just want to see them build some chemistry, build some momentum. I know I've said that plenty of times already, but I don't know. It's Need yeah, something out of them. It's the beginning of dog days. Yeah, I know. We're like, I mean, you're sick. Yeah. I'm already on like vacation mode right now, little getaway mode right now. So we're kind of just like forcing this one out. So sorry, folks, but <laughs> we also don't have much hockey to talk about really either. But I mean, we're kind of just waiting. Obviously, next week will be a different story. We're going to have three games to talk about. Uh, we're going to obviously record before that Pittsburgh Penguins game Thursday, go back to our regular scheduling. And oh, see, I mean, the, the next week's episode could be a totally different mood. It, it, oh, it, yeah. You know, so you could say blow this fucking team up. Well, we would never actually say that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. No, <laughs> I feel you. At least uh, Potsy's look pretty good at the World Juniors. He's had a couple mistakes another thing people don't realize too about potsy being there it's fucking big ice that they're playing on yeah and he's only had he had two games to get used to it where everyone else has been over there for a month playing on this ice you know what i mean like (laughs) the kid's gonna make a couple mistakes that he wouldn't necessarily necessarily make in the nhl but he's got two goals in three games he's a plus two didn't have the best game against Sweden today, but neither did the rest of Team Canada with some questionable coaching decisions. So we'll see. We'll see how Potsy ends up at the World Juniors. He looks sick in that Canada jersey, though. Uh, yeah, those Canada jerseys are sick. Yeah, the white ones or the yeah. black ones. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see any of their game today. We can talk a little World Juniors. Also, to note, we are going to end it. Not that we gave Bobby a heads up, but we are just going to end with Bobby's Corner this week rather than mixing it in there. So make sure you stay till the end to hear Bobby's Corner. But, yeah, World Juniors talk, man. Uh, USA, big dub. Uh, I thought they were really going to fucking blow it. I almost bet. A good chunk of money on them to win by three goals today. Glad I, or maybe it's four. I forget. Who'd they, they played Chetia? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, A little scary. They won in the shootout. Uh, What was the score to the Canada game? I'm not trying to be dick. I, I, no, it was uh, was two nothing. Two nothing. Okay. I saw, last I saw, it was two nothing. The goalie for the sweet, dude, I said on drop the mitts that. Sweden's bringing back eight fucking players. It's like half their fucking roster from last year. But they did they these these smaller countries, smaller in quotations, like Sweden, Finland, that end up getting to host this. They'll make yeah. sure that they bring up a, a bunch of seventeen and eighteen year olds, as well as nineteen, like to the to the tournament the year before they host it, so that they can bring like. A fuck ton of kids so that they're like yeah. in the gold medal rounds right so yeah, yeah. i said to davis on um on drop the mitts podcast that i sweden's my favorite and they look like a well-oiled machine man like no wonder lysel had no help out there last year when he played like the team was all fucking 17 and 18 year old studs that hadn't come into their own yet and him and leo carlson were just kind of in on their own fucking island so it's good to see sweden do something like that and actually be this competitive they haven't let in a goal yet dude this goalie hasn't let in a fucking goal of the whole tournament 
three games, three shutouts. Jesus Christ. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So oh, shit. It's uh Oh, God. It, uh, hopefully you see Sweden in the end, but whatever. Yeah. Sweden yeah. looked pretty good. I mean, they've looked. I I watched them against Germany yesterday. Uh, they just Germany. I mean, Germany's Germany. They didn't stand a fucking chance. No, they got a good defensive game. Germany. That's they beat Finland. No surprise. Yeah, they, they don't have any like Tim Stutzlas or anything that on, honestly, I didn't. I didn't think um I didn't think they were uh like I didn't think Germany was that bad. No, they're pretty good. They they've been trying to do what like the Finlands and Swedens and all them do. And, like up same with I think Switzerland's in the same boat where they're trying to like uh I know Latvia is too, where they're trying to put more money into their uh junior programs like the US started doing over the past ten years to like see better development and out of it like send kids over to north america to play hockey at an earlier age so that they can like you know come back and play for their national teams like lock mellis and stutzla and a couple other those players so yeah the world juniors they're getting fun um i know canada plays germany tomorrow uh, so good bounce back game for them yeah but no no they play sunday sorry yeah, Germany. Um, Sunday. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we can wrap this up though. I yeah, I'm, not much to talk about other than that. No, not much to talk. I'm about. sure people have already turned this one off. I'm sorry, guys. I it's know, been a tough episode. I'm I'm literally just trying to form sentences over sentences sentences. Jesus, I came and talk. <laughs> just trying to I talk. Know, I, I usually rely on you for the talking, and I am. Um, Sorry, this one lacked a little bit of energy from us, Brett. I look like I got punched in both my eye sockets. I can't tell because of your hat. But I know you've been. Looks like I just got punched uh, in. Yeah, in you the, get some right bags. in the fucking. Yeah, yeah. We get Sorry, you. A little, little self care, baby. I got yeah. um. Oh fuck! I got a nice face mask. I should do tonight. I'm trying to relax, and I got a pack. Not that kind of face tomorrow. mask, baby. <laughs> Yeah, not till you come back. Not till you come back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this um yeah, sorry. We we just don't have much to talk about. It's kind of it, it's struggling. It's, Struggle yeah. city. Yeah, it, it's we're truly actually struggling here. Um but hope next week we'll have a loaded episode with you, uh for you, Jesus with you. We can't even get the right words out. And um yeah, it's we're going to end you on a high note, at least with Bobby's Corner. If you guys yeah. fast-forwarded to Bobby's Corner, we don't blame you one bit. It's no. Oh, real quick. Connor Geeky's a beast. Yeah, he's been looking good. I didn't realize um, I didn't realize he was drafted 11th overall by the by the Yotes. Oh, yeah. Like Yotes. yeah. I, no, I that's his brother. Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, who did I say? I can't remember. Morgan's on our team, but Connor. Yeah, I think is, I said Connor. Yeah, Connor's yeah, the one on at the World team. Juniors. Yeah, yeah he's I, sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's been and he's a yeah. Big do you boy. know Connor Geeky was undrafted? I did know that because it's they said it on TNT or something. They said it on one of the last Bruins games, and I was like, yeah, what? that's that's where I heard it from. Yeah, I I had no Washington, idea. Washington, I think. I totally forgot he was on. Um, on on uh Carolina at one point too. Like I totally forgot about that. I don't know. It's... Maybe it was maybe it was Carolina that signed him, but yeah, yeah, Carolina uh, signed him and then the craziest thing up. there's another one. Oh no, I was wrong. Wow, I th- I swore they somebody said it was he was undrafted. You're right, Carolina third round pick. Maybe he was. Maybe the other brother was undrafted to the WHL. Hmm. Wait, who's the third round pick? Uh, Morgan. Oh, I thought. Yeah, oh. I thought he was yeah. undrafted. I thought that's what they said. Yeah, I thought he was. Ah. Uh. Huh. I guess I thought oh, so wow. too. That's what I thought I heard. I I could have sworn I heard that too. 
Yeah. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, this will just about wrap it up for us. Sorry that you guys had to listen to us, but at least you guys get to end with Bobby's corner. Oh, it's the younger brother. He was undrafted to the WHL. No shit. Now he was drafted 11th overall. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Good for him. He's a big was he six three, six four something. Yeah, like that? Team Canada has been killing. Yeah. Dude, he's a guy in today's game against Sweden. I really th- thought would have opened it up, but the whole team was just like off. Yeah. Yeah. That, that that's vibe. what it sounds like. I, I wasn't I haven't been on Twitter a lot today, but uh that's that's what it kind of looked like. So. Should have been you know, t- Team Canada. That's what I said, dude. If Team Canada and US play each other. Six seven game, like seven oh, yeah. eight game. Like there's yeah. no defense on these teams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'm surprised Canada's held up as well as they have defensively. Like I was waiting for Finland or like I don't even know. Like it'll be interesting tomorrow against Germany, who has a great fucking team defense. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, see if they have a bounce back game. Slaying Hudson kids sick. I'll say that. Um, I thought it, Will Smith would do a little bit more. I mean, he's been fine, that line's but... been pretty sick though. No, it, it has. I just thought Will it? Smith uh, would flash a little bit more. It's Will Smith, Leonard, and I forget who else. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I should the BC know. I mean, line. They play together at BC. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of how you knew. USA was going to have a really solid team. Like they've been playing together for fucking ever that line. Oh yeah. But yeah, they'll wrap it up for our talk. At least this week, we'll have a loaded, excuse me, loaded episode for you guys next week. My phone won't stop fucking blowing up. Jesus Christ. Um, I'll have a loaded episode for you guys next week. A lot to talk about. Um, before we shoot it over to Bobby's corner, we want to thank you guys for another great year. 2023 was great. It's been it's been a real fun year, just growing the pod, uh, interacting with a lot of you guys, meeting a lot of you guys. I met a lot of you this year. Was, I met a lot of you this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, it's 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 been a blast meeting everyone and uh, just seeing like the little Bruins family and uh, just building these friendships building the pot up uh it's been it's been a lot of fun and i'm truly am thankful for you guys uh it's you guys make this a whole lot more fun obviously this is already a a blast doing it with you brett but the interaction we've had with folks and uh just being able to talk weekly about bruins and seeing the interactions with you guys on pod on pod drop days and stuff like that it's 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 truly been a blast it's humbling it's it's a great experience uh 2023 has been great to us 2024 to the moon baby can look oh, very yeah. much looking forward to uh what we can do in 2024 not just as a podcast but obviously for the bruins and uh make it uh as interesting for you guys as you know i know you guys a lot of you guys listen to us for our humor uh we did lack some of that today because we're just dead but uh with you know it's you guys the interactions it's and the humor that we bring it's i think it's what brings all of us together and i'm really looking forward to what 2024 2024 yeah that sounds weird to say 2024 has to bring for us and uh i hope everyone has a happy and safe new year and uh yeah shout out to you guys we're on to 2024 baby hell yeah let's fucking go i'm excited dude that ladies and gentlemen we will shoot it over to bobby's corner please drink responsibly new year's eve new year's day do not drink and drive um because that that's bad that's very bad and we do not condone that here but be responsible have fun welcome in the 2024 new year with a bang but not that kind of bang Enjoy your beverages responsibly, even though we say no beer is safe. Also, 2024, let's bring that hashtag back. It's died down yeah. lately. Yeah. That's thing too. But ladies and gentlemen, we love you guys. Have a great new year. We will talk to you guys next week. Enjoy Bobby's Corner. From the beaches of Winnipeg, under the palm trees of the West End, it's Bobby.
Varuske. What is going on, folks? And welcome to another edition of Bobby's Corner. Probably brought to you by Primetime Productions and Only Bruins, baby. How we doing out there? Happy Saturday. A little bit of heavy visions for ya. Snake tap. That's right, baby. We give you the heavy. And if you know, you know. And if you're in the know, then you'll know that on January 26th and 2024 for the Wood Corruption Fest here on the beach, Heavy Visions will be taking the stage with Show Pony and Block Parents at the Times Changed. And I cannot be more electrified for it. Finally get to play the Times Changed, baby. That's like... Times Changed is like Chicago Stadium for punk rockers here on the beach. Just a cool venue. It's something you've always wanted to play. But anyways, this is a hockey podcast, as they say. Uh, you gotta bear with me. This wasn't even supposed to happen, and I'm still kind of coming over a cold. So we're... <coughs> yeah, you can hear it. We're getting through it. Uh, you know, it just felt weird not doing a corner before the new year. And I already missed out on doing one on Wednesday night. The boys pushed back the recording to Friday, which opened up a possibility for Thursday. Uh, like Wednesday, I came home, barely made it through any hockey games. Passed out, except on Wednesday night, I woke up at 4 a.m. And was like, yeah, there's no corner. So I messaged Boosie and Brett was like, I'm sorry, dogs. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I'm doing 10-hour days. Really working hard to wear that car hard. The Boxing Day sales are kicking my ass, but we're doing it for you, if you know what I mean. Uh, so it's about 1.30 here on the beach. Me and Barb woke up, kind of looked at her, and I said, maybe we should just crack open a cold one and see what we can pump out here. And she was down. So here we are. Won't be a long one. We're going to keep it short and sweet. Let's touch a little bit base here uh, on the Bruins-Jets game that happened on Friday. It was electric to see the boys. Awesome to see those white Centennial jerseys. Really weird to see Marshy in person with the C. It's so natural already. It's so awesome. With that being said, that was easily the worst Bruins game I've ever seen in person. It was just awful. Like, from start to finish, they just couldn't get anything going. And on the flip of the coin, that was the best Jets game I've ever seen in person. They were dominant, man. They were a fucking machine. They were everything that we were the last time we rolled through town in March, so... You know, you gotta... You go to enough games, you know, you're gonna see your team get fucking whacked, and, well, we got whacked. With that being said, though... As shitty as the game was from the bees' perspective, that was, you know, when you see people online and they're like, my heart's so full, I love these people, oh my god, that's how I felt during the whole game, like, I went with some people I consider family, you know, uh, we've been through some shit, and we had a great fucking time. Bringing, uh, bringing some homies jerseys so they can wear them during a the game. But it, and then you go up for an admission to, to get a beer and to rock a piss, and it seemed like every time I turned around or heard my name, it was somebody that I just fucking love and was just so excited to see. Someone who I just respect and someone I haven't seen in a while. I mean, from, like, my cousin Bryson. I mean, we don't know for cousins. We have the same last name. But we've known each other for almost 20 years, and we've been homies for that entire period. So I guess you can say we're fucking family, man. Awesome to see my guy, Bryson. He's doing well. He's fucking killing it. It's all I could ask for. Seeing Casey fucking rolling by, man. Waster's a fucking sick band. Check him out if you can. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just fucking nuts. Like I said, worst game I've ever seen. Some of the Bees fans around me were kind of sour, and I wanted to be like, snap out of it. We've been the best team in the NHL since January of 2021, so maybe just like, you know, take the L and, you know, have fun with it. Most, the best part of the night, though, was running to my buddy Chris from one of my favorite bands of all time, The Rippers, running to him and his uh, neighbor Donnie, who's always a fucking blast. Went out with the boys to the Yellow Dog Tavern. 
one of my favorite spots in the world. Crushed cold ones with Bees fans and Jets fans. Talked sports. Talked hockey. Talked what we expect. I mean, Jets fans, I'm telling you right now, when I say, yo, cup final, I'm not making fun of you. Don't look at me with such, um, you know, like lack of enthusiasm. Why not? Why not? Be like the Bruins and be, why not us? You know? Why fucking not? Be enthusiastic. I'm tired of this realistic shit. You know? Fucking, if you're not, if you're down with like realistic shit and being real, then I want you to boycott every movie theater possible when they try to force a fucking Marvel movie down your throat, okay? Fuck off. Cheer for your team. Go for the dub. Go for the fucking championship. You're fucking eligible to go for it as long as you're not eliminated from playoff contention. It was awesome, though. The Jets fans that were cool were super cool. The Jets fans that were dicks. Well, fuck. You were drinking Lady Bullets at the bar, so enough said. Shout out to my girl, Bree, who was playing piano at the Yellow Dog, at the Dog Piano, entertaining some of the guests. We chilled for a bit. I played a little bit of Black Parade, showed off my skills. Bree had the coolest moment. She had a blank Bruins jersey. We talked a little bit. And I said, oh, like, you plan on never getting anyone on that jersey because I'm still trying to figure it out. And she went, yeah, I'm going to get Chara. And then I took uh, the extra jersey I brought and I kind of unfolded it and showed her that it was a Chara jersey. And, like, we just had this huge drunk heart-to-heart. We're both tearing up. We're both crying. Like, we both just fucking love Chara. You know, we're talking about 2019, talking about 2011, talking about the day he signed, you know, talking about him in Ottawa. It was just like, he was our fucking guy, you know? And I remember just kind of like tearing up, talking to a few of the homies and be like, you know what kills me the most about Char is like, his last game with the Bruins was against Tampa. And his last game of his career was with the Islanders against Tampa. And it's almost like he tried to rewrite his ending and at the end of the day, he just couldn't do it. He ended up retiring as a Bruin, but fuck, man. He always should have done it on the ice as a Bruin, but that's that's a whole other story. But it was electric, man. And Jake, I was hard on you, man, but you were fucking killer on Friday. You were one of my favorite players to watch on Friday. You didn't get the illustrious uh, hat trick I was hoping that my rant would uh, generate, but we'll get you there, big dog. We'll get you there. One of the other drunk rants I remember going on was about Mason Lauride. And we're spoiled. I mean, we've already saw the uprising of Carlo. We've the uprising of McAvoy. I mean, McAvoy's just been electric since day one. I mean, we got Lynn home back there now too. But I was telling someone, I was like, just seeing Mason Lorai, see how young he is, see how confident he is, how he makes you know one mistake and it fixes it and it moves on. It's like, it's bizarre. And I said my favorite part about watching him in the next few years is going to be that moment where you watch. Uh, you know, <laughs> players players do that thing, right? They they hit, they hit, and they kind of tip. You know, they hit their tipping point. And then there are players that kind of hit a tipping point, and it's not even a tipping point, it's a checkpoint. And then they shoot up to another milestone. They kind of redefine their reality as a player. And I was talking about how insane it's going to be when we watch Mason Lurie do that. And this guy just looked at me, and he's like, man, you, 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 fuck, you get me so fucking pumped up with the bees. I'm like, dude... Swayman's gonna get there, Beecher's gonna get there, Patra's gonna get there, fucking Saka, you know, Kiki, like, they're all just gonna keep getting better, and it's like, fuck, you know, this is fucking sick, so yeah, worst game I've ever seen, but one of the most, I guess, heartwarming ones I've seen, just definitely woke up the next day, didn't feel like we lost, just felt like it had maybe one too many beers, and just saw all the best people, hung out with all the best people in the fucking, in the city, man. It's been great. And speaking of best people, uh, I just want to say thank you for listening for the past year. I want to say thank you to Brett and Boosie for having this crazy idea of chewing me on. I still don't know what I'm doing. I still don't know, really know what the corner is. We're figuring this out week by week. But it's been an absolute blast to figure it out with you by my side. To everyone that sent shit, whether it's cozies, jerseys, merch, fucking you name it. You're the fucking best. It's not forgotten. Your fucking envelopes and shit, it's dated. 
the tour, the world tour of 2024-2025 of Only Bruins is going to be, it's going to be electric. And I can't wait to go to all these fucking dive bars, watch hockey, drink Heineken Silvers, and just have fucking laughs, man. Because I still think we're going to win the cup. I'm one beer in. I'm feeling it. Why the fuck not us? You know what I mean? It'd be fucking awesome to have Batman have Marshy in the cup. It would be the best. And until we're eliminated, that's what I'm fucking sticking with, baby. But, fuck, it's just sick. I love you all. New Year's resolutions, man. Just be bigger, better, and hornier in 2024. And just keep being you, baby. I will be dropping a final uh, Radar Love of the Year. It'll be a best of list. My top 23 favorite songs of 2023. Very, very difficult. But we're right at the finish line. I will have that up for you on Saturday. So you can pre-game to it before your New Year's Eve party. Anyways, I love you. I fucking can't wait to open mouth kiss every one of you. We're the fucking best. You're the fucking best. I'm glad I got to touch base with you before we shot off into 2024. I'm not going to make that dad joke. I'm not going to make that dad joke. But I will see you at the wood, baby. You have fun, okay? You've been great. I've been Bobby. Let's go bees, baby. <laughs> oh!